Welcome back to Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am Kevin, as usual. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, welcome to our little corner of the internet, the basement. Uh, I think you picked a good one to tune into. Uh, Whether or not you're a fan of podcasts or just a fan of Beauty Pill, uh, this is, I think you'll be mightily rewarded for uh, pushing play on this one. Uh, Likewise, loyal listeners, all 11 of you, uh, you too shall be rewarded because uh, I think this is one of the good ones. This may be one of the actually the better or maybe the best uh, conversation we presented here. Uh, talking about uh, sitting down and talking with Chad Clark of DC's Beauty Pill. Uh, they just put out an album last week called uh, Beauty Pill Describes Things As They Are. Uh, in fact, this was taped on the, uh, the, the night of the release. So uh, if you haven't heard this album... Uh, hit pause on this right now. We've embedded it below. Uh, take a listen to it. I think it'll not only you'll not only be rewarded uh, because it, it is just a fantastic sonic adventure, but you, it also contextualizes a lot of things um, that, that we're talking about in this interview, um, which runs the gamut from uh, talking about how the album is made, uh, talking about uh, Chad's illness and the uh, well, well documented uh, illness and the resulting, I guess, art and, and sort of life that came out of that. I, I don't really think I need to or, or want to say too much about this interview, except that it was a uh, it was a pleasure to sit down and, and talk with Chad. And I think, uh, you know, it's at times is a deeply moving in a human conversation it gets a little heavy, but uh, never, uh, ne- never anything else than I think life-affirming so uh with that in mind and assuming you've gone and listened to the record and you're back uh i think we'll just jump right into it so uh here you go this is episode number 114 of chunky glasses the podcast uh talking with uh chad clark of the band beauty pill about their amazing new album uh beauty pill describes things as they are it happens here and it finishes here two men enter one man. Really, a two-word review just a shit sandwich. Oh, record up in the that right there he is a wonderful power. Sure. Yeah. Uh, welcome to engineering the, your own engineering shit. your own shit, man. Uh, thank you for coming down uh, to the basement, Chad. Thank you for having and, me uh, on, on release day. I really, I mean, when we were originally scheduled to do it yesterday, right? Which would have been far too dank because yeah. four twenty, um, <laughs> and uh, and then I didn't even think. I was like, oh, it's release day. But then halfway about noon today, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it's release day. It's uh, everyone is being very nice to me. Um, I'm, uh, I, I was just texting the band and the way I described it is it's like being chased by rainbows. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my, that's how I would describe it. It's like, 
everywhere I go, people are being so kind and so lovely. Um, uh, it's almost a little freaky, you know, <laughs> uh, but it's very nice. I, I don't well, want to make- having, having got lost in the album a few times, I think it's genuine response. I think this is, uh, uh, the, the name of the album is, uh, beauty pill describes things as they are. Uh, it's been a long time in the making, which we'll yes. get into a little bit, but, uh, I, I can tell you, um, it, it's, it's an affecting album. Just, just listening to it sonically, it, it, it demands your attention and then it rewards after you listen to it. You're like, wow. You Thank you for saying and that. In, and, but the thing is, in 2015, like not a lot of people have done that so far, you know? And it's, it's, it's so, it's so damn, like, it's just refreshing. Thank you. Um, and I'm very, I feel very encouraged. Yeah. Uh, I am someone who, had like you know i've put out records before and sometimes people say this and i know they mean it as a they mean it as a compliment Mm -hmm. i know this is intended to be to feel like a compliment but uh i have put out records before where people have said you know you're this is just a little ahead of its time and i think they mean it nicely right but but being, being being told you're ahead of your time kind of just means that you're but your timing is off. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. It, it, I mean, and people have been saying very, um, the opposite with this record. Like, oh, this record feels very now and it feels very fresh and current mm-hmm. and it feels like it's engaged with the moment. And that's, um, that makes me very happy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think part of that, and correct me if I'm wrong, might have to do with, uh, the way it was recorded. Uh, it's very possible. Yeah. I mean, you guys, uh, briefly describe it. You basically, uh, set up a black box theater at Artisphere? Yes. We were asked to, um, Artisphere, uh, which is a, a lovely, beautiful, um, art museum in Arlington, Virginia, just across the river from Georgetown. Um, uh, asked us or asked me to, um, said they wanted to, to collaborate with me musically um and i think the original idea was maybe some kind of music installation of some sort mm-hmm. um and i thought that was a cool idea i was very flattered to be asked to be very clear yeah whenever anyone asked me to do anything i'm very flattered and like i don't take it for granted right um i thought the installation idea was interesting but not totally new you know in music installations yeah have existed before um and so I, we were walking around the grounds of artists here, which is a very beautiful, large space, very, very, um, very well appointed mm-hmm. space. Uh, almost looks like something from the Smithsonian. Um, uh, and we passed by this window looking down into this space, which is the black box theater and the window, um, uh, gave me I, the I, I was like, well, first of all, the space looked really cool, right, right, right. And I was like, well, w- you know, what if we made a record there? Yeah, people had been asking me to make a record for a long time, and I had this record that was sort of demoed, half done at my house, sort of like uh, sketches, and it was in a state of disarray. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I looked at the space and I was like, well, what if, what if we made a, what if we recorded here and allowed people to watch, um, the band, uh, go to work. A lot of my friends think this is an oversimplification Mm -hmm. and I'm being a little bit obnoxious in saying this, (laughs) but a lot of my friends think that a record takes as long to make as it takes to listen to. Yeah, you know? no. <laughs> no. And they're like, you know, when you hear that Radiohead has been in the studio for a year or whatever, right, right, right. they're like, why is only 40 minutes of music come out of that? Um, and so I, I thought, uh, well, let's allow people to see the process of making a record, right. not a live record, not where we're performing like a band that's mm-hmm. on stage and you get a, you get the sound of the audience and that kind of thing, like a conventional live record, but, uh, allow people to, to observe us. I was interested in how it would affect the band, how it would affect yeah. the process. Um, I just thought it was an interesting experiment. Um, I thought it was a cool concept, and Artisphere seemed to agree, and so we went at, went forward with it. Nice, nice. And uh, the band being like, you have what? There are five people in the band now. There were in this process, the band w- expanded to a sextet okay. with um, my bandmate Abram Goodrich, who was mm-hmm. actually one of the founding members of, of Beauty Pill. Uh, the very first incarnation of Beauty Pill was a trio with Abram Goodrich and right. Joanne Gole. Um, and Abram is just a beautiful dude, just a really, just the kind of person you want to have around. Um, he makes everything, he has a good sense of design. And uh, I really wanted him to, to be involved in the music. I knew that we were going to do something challenging and mm-hmm. dense and... Uh, and I wanted someone who would help impart elegance to it. And so I asked Abram and he had never, he hadn't played, he's an architect. Yeah. He had not been a musician for the last decade. Right. Um, and he hadn't really played music and I was, he was like, so what am I even going to play? And it's not exactly like, uh, getting back on a bike. (laughs) No, I mean, it can be. My theory was my theory. My was actually your, 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 that was actually my theory is like Abram, all you need to do is step in the room with us. It'll be cool. Everyone's in the band's nice. We're like, we'll, we'll be kind to you. You can even just, uh, just give your opinions. Yeah. 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 That would be valuable to me. Um, uh, but I think it, once you pick up the in- music, when, once you pick up instruments, you're going to feel it. And Abram, it, like a lot of people on the band plays multiple instruments. Mm-hmm. He plays uh, in Beauty Pill, he was the, in the first incarnation of Beauty Pill, he was the drummer. Um, in my old band, he was the bass player. Um, and in this incarnation of Beauty Pill, he played probably a, every single instrument, p- guitar, bass, drums, oh. uh, keyboard, um, vibraphone. Uh, the nature of our band is we're constantly switching instruments and people are playing whatever is at hand. Mm-hmm. Um but yes, yeah, so anyway, in short answer to your question, there were six people as opposed to five. Right. Um, and how did you end up seeing them affected by that process? Um, I feel, I feel, maybe I shouldn't speak for them, um, but I feel that everyone, I think everyone was nervous about the idea going into it. I, I, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, and... 
a little uncomfortable. It's something that happens a lot with my band. They have to go on these weird adventures with me, mm-hmm. um, or they don't have to, but you know, like, they choose to. The, yeah, yeah. That's the nature of the band. <laughs> um, hey, Chad's uh, wants us to, you know, like we're about to do another one at Artisphere where we're gonna we're gonna do a series of shows where we play where the audience is invited into the room and we play the band plays around yep. the audience. I will be there um, with uh, PJ Friday night. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to be like. I think it's going to be I don't cool. Either. That's what I was like. <laughs> I, I, you know, people when ask me, what's what, what do you think is going to come out of that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, try, I like trying. Right, things. right, right. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's something that is a, is a thing that I like to do to me. That's the only reason to be an artist is to have an adventure. Yeah. Um, uh, and sometimes things work and sometimes things don't and it's okay. You know, it's just art. Nobody yeah. gets and hurt. You, and you learn from the things that exactly that, that don't work. Exactly. Uh, you learn more actually. I you agree. Know, if it's constant reinforcement and stuff, actually the last podcast we were talking about, uh, Optimism and Chris Richards did that article mm-hmm. on that. And if a band is constantly being told like that, their, their shit doesn't stink. And, you know, it's not elevating or not like, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're not pushing themselves like that, I think can be damaging creatively because then you're like, eventually yes. at some point you're like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. And it's the thing that I don't like about indie rock um, is the pat uh, self-congratulating. Yeah. Um, the weird combination of being lazy and self-congratulating and also snooty. Mm-hmm. For some weird reason, you get to be a dick in addition to yeah. not trying. Like, I don't understand how that works, but um, uh, now I'm, I totally lost my train of thought. You just got me on the Chad hates indie rock uh, yeah, no, 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 um, topic. No, uh, you're um, in the right place. You know? uh, <laughs> no, not really. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's like uh, nobody is, is necessarily like reinventing the wheel. But it's all of a sudden like, you know, like there was, uh, I won't name the artist, but part of their whole like press release was like, he practiced. I'm like, I, what? <laughs> like, you're a damn musician. Of right. course he practiced. Right. Um, so yeah, it gets a little, uh, out of hand. So if you, if you do this in an adventuresome fashion, I think even if you fail, uh, especially if you, uh, do something like this when you're letting your, uh, Theoretically, fans, but at least people who are appreciators of the art. They might not be beautiful fans, but they. Yes, I think a lot of the people that came to the exhibit had never heard of Beauty Pill before, and if and they were just interested yeah. in what's happening in this space. And I guarantee you, all of them either uh, at least listened to your record today because they were like, "Whoa, what is this?" Well, I yeah, I hope so. Um, uh, I here's the thing, interesting thing to me. One interesting thing that I I. I really find like at a, at a social experiment level mm-hmm. to be pretty fascinating. In my opinion, um, when we first announced this project, you know, Beauty Pill has fans that are overseas, they're Japanese or Brazilian or mm-hmm. they're in the UK or whatever. Um, and I think that's largely due that the credit for that is due to the presence of our old label, which is Discord, which is Discord. But you know, we have yeah. we, anyway. So we had. Um, people who were overseas and saying like, I can't get to DC to come watch you. Could you please put it online? Which I thought was a reasonable request. Could Mm -hmm. you please do a YouTube stream or something so that people can see that that can't get there physically. 
can see. Right. Um, and I thought that was a reasonable request. Yeah. But we said no. Um, I didn't, it didn't, so I was like, this isn't a reality show. I don't want right. to, and, and I think that, and I, I stand by that choice. I, I felt a little, I didn't, I mean, of course I'm happy about anybody that, I mean, I'm an obscure independent artist. Right. I'm, I'm very happy about anybody being interested in what I'm doing at all. Mm -hmm. So I don't take it for granted at all. Um, but I was, ha I feel like it was a good choice to say no. And I'll tell you why it's because the YouTube comment culture, um, yeah. who are, who the fuck do these guys think they are? Yeah. You get that kind of thing. Um, and as instead, I think the people that came to watch, uh, had a different feeling altogether. Yeah. I think when you see people in front of you in live real time, in r live space, mm -hmm. real time, yeah. um, you have no choice but to, to empathize with them. You know, like I, I feel like people, uh, were on our side. Yeah, I mean now back the the YouTube comment thing. I mean, is it the, do those comments bother you, or do, do you think it ruins the experience of other people who? I mean, if I'm looking down something and I'm like, okay, this is nice, and I, I generally don't read the comments for something, but yeah. if I'm looking down something, all of a sudden be like, fuck these guys, and you know, it, I would think it would pull you out of it. Well, I mean, I I I know I'm I'm I knew that it was you know that we were intrinsically making yeah. ourselves vulnerable. Yeah. And letting people see us play badly, screw up, forget the song, right. sing out of tune. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's like, you know, we're inviting them into a construction site and, uh, and that's really nerve wracking. You know, like people are going to hear you, they're going to watch you try to put a spell together because that's what songs are. They're spells. Right. And, um, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a vulnerable position. Yeah. And I thought inviting you in YouTube stream, as much as that would have helped a Japanese fan or a Brazilian fan. And I love those fans. I want to be very clear. Yeah, like, yeah, I love no, those no, people. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think it would have been a mistake. It would have in, introduced a new, uh, dynamic through technology that would have messed with the design of the of the concept can can you see at some point uh maybe on the next time like like looking further into it maybe not video but even like an audio stream like some way to do it so that i don't it fits know that i art. would do this again i, I don't want, yeah i don't i don't I'm, i i need to be i need to be careful about making grand statements that people yeah call me on a year from now or two years from now or whatever um but I don't think I would want to do this again. Yeah. I enjoyed it and it was worthwhile and I like the record that we made and I'm happy with the result. Um, but I don't think I would do this again. Uh, so I guess the short answer is so, like, so short, I, I, think yeah. I would like to, I mean, I would really like to make a, a normal record that yeah. doesn't involve me dying <laughs> right. before the studio. Or, dip, dip, yeah, out. yeah, like just yeah. like the way other bands work. I would like to do that. Mm -hmm. Um uh you know, or like working in a museum or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um uh but in terms of how it affected the band, I feel like it was somewhat energizing. Yeah. Um and I feel like the record has life and uh, and it has energy. Yeah. And so I don't know. 
exactly how to, to to attribute that in a kind of scientific way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like the process fed into that, and and that's exactly what the record has. It ha- I mean, it's it, for me. I mean, I'm I'm going to be like 43 this year. Listened to music all my life and played music and and all that stuff. I, the the life that's in this is it's just it's sort of startling. It feels that's very kind of you. Have you uh, have you ever heard of a term uh, called the procedural generation? No. It's so it's a computer term. It's getting big in in the uh, gaming industry, but the idea is is that you uh, um, is you you build these seeds right and they have to obey certain rules but you can like hit them with all kinds of information and then they'll produce this like universe of stuff and when i was listening to this that's on uh, all i could keep like thinking wow. about was because that's amazing because it's it's very shifting it's very uh, uh it's unlike most records i think i've ever heard um Thank you. Yeah, and and I and I was thinking it's probably due to that specific thing. I mean, you all have you have a plan, obviously. You know what you want your song to be and stuff. But you know, more so now than uh, trusting people in the studio and just giving them a chart and being like, do this and this. You're like, it's this whole experience, which I think might have. Well, we also we worked on only we worked on a, one song per day, and that was the idea. Is that in the morning. We sit down with a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and everyone listens to the demo and we decide what we're going to do about the song. We can either um, build from the demo. Yeah. Um, we can discard the demo and just use the demo as just a vague map or something to learn. And we just start totally fresh or we throw the song away, which we did on a few songs. Right. Um, you know, listen in the morning and everyone's like, I'm not feeling this. And so we discard it. Um, so... What you're hearing on the record is essentially one day's work per song. Um, it's ironic because it's how the the lore around the record is like Chad worked on this for ten years. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, like that. You know, like, and I, I I recognize that that there's some kind of romantic appeal to that idea. Right. right. Um, it's not entirely not true. I thought about it for a long time. Wait, when did you start thinking about this album? I would say uh, 2006. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say 2006 is when I started working on And the Word mm-hmm. um, uh, which I was I was very depressed at the time. Mm-hmm. I was feeling very down. Um, and wasn't sure how I felt about music. I felt very lost. Um, I wasn't sure if I ever wanted to ever put out music again. I felt a lot of despair. Um, and uh, so I kind of in that, in that emotional space, I started, um, kind of idly experimenting with technology that I had never experimented with before. Um, software, uh, the laptop, um, things that I had never really gotten into before. And I started coming up with some pretty interesting and evocative uh, sounds like the like what we in the band call the birds in that song, mm-hmm. the, the the tweeting um, abstract uh, kind of glittery sort of sound mm-hmm. that's in that song. Um, 
was created in software. Um, and I got excited about that and I didn't know where I was going. I right. knew that it was headed against what I regarded as the kind of the world of indie rock or rock and roll. Right, and I was right. like, fuck rock and roll <laughs> and fuck all of this shit. I just want to get away from it. Um, so I was excited about like, oh, I'm going, I'm headed out. I'm right. headed out to sea, which is literally what the song evokes, which is the sea. Absolutely. And, um, so I, I don't know. I was really into that and I started writing a song and the song sounded kind of Japanese and, um, and it, it took on this entirely n- like for me, new form. Um, and, uh, I, and, and I ended up demoing this song again. I, as I said, it was song was written in a very, um, dark time in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I brought it over to Gene, who is, who is a lovely voice. Um, it felt like the music was, would be suited, the song would be suited to her voice. And I also thought it would be hard for me to sing it because yeah. it's an emotional song. And I thought it would be, it would be rough for me to sing it. Um, uh, and we made a demo and we, and I put it up on MySpace. And at the time I put it on by MySpace, I was thinking, people are going to fucking hate this shit. Yeah. It's seven minutes long. It's slow. It sounds like Japanese medieval music with weird, um, you know, electronic treatments. This right. is totally bizarre. Right. And everyone's going to think it's pretentious or awful. Um, I really, or, or they won't pay attention to it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, as I said, MySpace. This, like, you can yeah. tell how you can tell how old this story is by the fact right. that I'm even referencing MySpace. Right. Um, and uh, and kind of the opposite happened from what I expected, um, which is people really, really responded to it, like mm-hmm. really in in large numbers and with a fair amount of intensity. Like we started getting. Um, emails from all around the world, people responding to the to words and making up their own um, their own interpretations of the words, and sometimes telling us uh, really intimate personal stories, wow. like because of the heartbreak that's suggested in the song. Yeah, and um, and it was this amazing response and incredibly encouraging. Like there was no, I got no negative. Right. Like I I've been expecting total like getting totally dissed. And it was the opposite. And so I'm I'm human. Mm-hmm. And I would like to be the kind of artist I I would like to be the kind of artist that doesn't that just proceeds with whatever their vision is regardless of how people right. feel about it. Um I, I think I'm like I think I'm more like that than, than than some people. But the truth is like getting encouraged actually registers with me. Yeah. Like people, <laughs> it has like to. I mean, thousands you're, you're, like of people, you said, you're, you're a human, you're a person. Thousands of people saying, I love this really made me feel like, well, maybe I'm onto something. Right. And so, um, decided to keep working in that vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and we, we finalized that, uh, we finalized and the word or kind of mostly finalized it, um, with Gipachoto and uh Joel Hamilton in mm-hmm. series who are two producers who I very much admire 
and trusted and um and that was that became like the template of how we right. move forward um and then i just started demoing all sorts of things and starting to feel like em, uh, emboldened like mm-hmm. well fuck it if people are going to people are like my slow 7 minute japanese weird right. thing you know like i what can i do well i mean you it sounds like you kicked off like your own adventure in the stuff that was you know instead of like leading other people down this path like it's time for you to do that yeah it, uh all i know was i was feeling pretty good about it and then mm-hmm. i got sick yeah um which was uh something i didn't anticipate and i wish were not part of my story um do but you? it is do you wish it wasn't part of your story I do wish it was not. But well, I, I mean, for obvious reasons. Uh, so, you know, um, I'm glad to be alive. Yeah. Uh, and I do appreciate things differently. And in a way, life is richer for me having been that close to death. Right. Um, uh, but it's nothing that I it's nothing that I celebrate, you know. It's yeah. a weird, random th- thing that happened to me, mm-hmm. and it was very, very frightening, and I somehow survived it, Yeah, and I'm here with you, and I'm very glad about that, um, but it's nothing that I would have, certainly nothing I would have sought. And it was a very, very frightening. It was very frightening. It was very frightening. And and before we continue down this line of question, I mean, you were you were diagnosed with uh, viral cardiomyopathy in 2007, which is basically a swelling of the heart. Yes. Uh, This is uh, not common knowledge for people. For me, I mean, it's for my friends and stuff. Uh, I had an atrial myxoma in my heart. So essentially, we both had our chest cracked open. Yes. Taken offline. I'm not going to give you a high five, but no, um, please don't. It's not, and it's <laughs> it's interesting to hear a lot of things you're saying um, about. Uh, yeah, it's not. You celebrate being alive, definitely, but it's not. Um, uh, it's sort of a horrific, horrific experience in a way yes. that will uh, like change you in. Yes, like have you. Uh, and and I'll offer up that like I don't I'm not sure all the ways that it changed me still. It's I mean, it's very complicated way? and it's uh and it and it shows in interesting ways. Uh-huh. I think um a writer named John Fisher, yeah, who I who I really like, uh, asked me something that I thought was interesting. He said he asked me. I think this is a few years ago when we did. Immersive Ideal, mm-hmm. which is the name of the project that yeah. Beauty Pill did. Um, he said, do you think that your experience made you interested? Like, do you think that your interest in vulnerability um, is was reflected or, you know, is was a reflection of how vulnerable you had experienced, had felt with yeah. with the cardiological illness? And I never thought about that before. And now, well, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist right, or a right. psychologist. I mean, that doesn't sound crazy to me. No, it's not. I, I don't know. Um, well, well, going into this, I mean, you had mentioned that you were in a bad place and you came out with this song and stuff. Yeah. When uh, you, uh, it was a year between the diagnosis and the surgery, correct? 
Uh, or was it? It was not exactly a year. It was a season, essentially. Yeah, it was a season. So you, had, was, you had a little time to think about yes. it. In thinking about it at that point, um, did that push you further towards like a darkness, or do you think it, it lifted you up a little? Well, the most interesting thing about getting sick, or one of the most interesting uh-huh. things about getting sick, was realizing, fuck, I want to live. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm someone who has had some pretty intense bouts with depression. Mm-hmm. And there have been times in my life when I didn't value life as much as I should have. Um, I don't think I've ever really had any, uh, like a serious su- any serious suicidal ideation. Right, right. Um, but I'm, I will say that they're like getting that ill mm-hmm. made me feel like, no, I want to stay. I want to stay. I want to stay. Yeah. I don't want to leave. I don't want to go. I'm not ready to go. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to continue that line of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Um, I wasn't, uh, like I certainly wasn't depressed, but it was, we, we weren't living together. We met Daria upstairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had just moved to Washington DC for her and it was, it was, it was a weird existence and it was getting wrote and getting, and for me, I only, I literally had two weeks and they're like, you're going to die unless you do this. So I, I had no time to think about it. Right. But, uh, the first thing that thought it, it was a brief thing, like, and do I want to live? And then I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Something inside you just says, fuck. Yes. It, yeah. It was like, and even. I'm sorry. I'm cursing so much. No, 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 no. That's why we put the explicit <laughs> tag on this. Uh, this is a curse worthy subject, I think. Um, and even um, getting it explained to me what was going to happen and, and everything. And when they explained it, like people, uh, you know, you were talking about romanticizing stuff. People romanticize mortality. There's nothing fucking romantic about it. Yes, I, I agree. It is, it is, uh, stark. It is, uh, absolutely final. And I don't, I don't know how you can explain that to somebody if they haven't just, yeah. And it totally, if you, if you, yeah, it's, it's, it's the classic you had to be there kind of Yeah, like, no, it really is. Uh like And you're lucky you fucking weren't. <laughs> yeah, uh it's um I am pretty good with the words. I think I'm pretty yeah. articulate, relatively articulate person. Pretty verbal, I suppose. Um I talk too much. Um but I definitely have I'm at a loss for getting across to someone who's never experienced it. Yeah exactly what it's like you know i don't think i ever will no no it's yeah um did there's a line in in near miss stories um which is a quote from uh my doctor which is uh one of these beats could be your last yeah and that's really like wow Every one of these heartbeats, any one of these any, heartbeats it, yeah. could could be my last heartbeat. Yeah. And that's, uh, there's nothing, as you said, there's nothing like, 
There's nothing romantic about it. No, no. It's it just sucks. It's um, and you've actually had to go under the knife twice. Yes, now. I have. Um, on the back end of that, uh, on the positive side, when I came out of it, I, I was even more fearless as an artist. Well, that, that, and that, yeah, and that's what because it's like you know nothing is nothing is ever. I if I'm faced this. Why am I worried about how people are going to react to right. the weird shit I want to do musically? Like, why would I even, why would I even have any consternation about that? Um, like, what are they going to do to me that I haven't, you know, like, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, is, uh, that, is that just in your art or is that in life in general? Like, I, I found that, um, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely, it's like we, I mean, like we, I was saying upstairs, you know, uh, Driving home from actually Washington Hospital Center over here was where mm-hmm. they did it, and uh, Doctor Boyce, if you know him, uh, and, I don't know him, but that's good to know. And uh, and uh, he's amazing, <laughs> but um, just broke down in tears driving down the North Capitol because, and I was like, I have to stop fucking around, you know, and and right. was, and but that was instantly like freeing, like shit, like now I'm like like I said, fearless. But at but the same also time, there's a lot aware, of fear. Very aware of, very aware of yeah. f- the affinity, yeah. if that's a word, um, of of your allotted time. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta break, but it's not, a, it's not it's forever. Not, yeah. And now you really have something that we all know we're going to die. I mean, something that like yeah, yeah, yeah. eight-year-olds sure. know they're going to die. Um I mean, you learn very young that you're not going to live forever, but to truly, truly grasp truly it, it is another thing entirely. Yeah. Did it um, change how I'm, I'm a big I'm not necessarily uh, the most spiritual person, uh, but I, I do, uh, especially some other stuff that uh, is going on right now. Like uh, there's some universal goings on. You know, energy shifting throughout the universe and stuff. Uh, did you find yourself to maybe receive that differently, um, or uh, or feel that differently, or, or? I came to some revelations that were strongly parallel with religious revelations. Yeah, um, I would not characterize them as religious. Uh, but definitely, you know, you hit on some, like, love is all you need. Yeah. Kind of like, you hit on some really intense, uh, truths that are also total cliches. Yeah, but they're true. You know, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, not, they're, they're, they're not. They're, they're true. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I feel that I probably did become more spiritual mm. as a person. Um, I'm uncomfortable defining that exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you should. I don't think you can define it. But like, but you did like necessarily like maybe the, the lens you were looking through shifted a little. Yes, that for wasn't sure. just about like whole shit mortality over here. It was so, it's something else a little. Somewhere. Yeah, it's it's. Um, it's a uh, hey Gus, Gus the cat. Yes, on um, many a podcast. I uh, 
I mean, it's definitely transformative. There's yeah. no question. Um, uh, I'm someone who I think is kind of internally motivated mm-hmm. um, musically. Uh, I'm not an extrovert necessarily. Like I, I don't. Um, I've you know, like I've worked with. I'll you know, I've I've produced this memory plan records. Right, right, and. Um, Travis Morrison is a total extrovert. He's very good at it, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's natural to him, and it's part of what makes his art good. Yeah, is he loves communicating with people on a large scale. Um, he enjoys attention. Uh, I think it makes him a good rock star. Yeah, and. So I'm not in no way casting aspersion, but I'm not built like that. I don't have yeah. a strong desire to to have people focus on me or right. Right. Um, I mean, it's why I gravitated to producing, and you know, like my name is on records that people have no idea. I mean, I'm 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 dealing with this all the time where people are like, "Oh, you did that record," and they had no idea because I'm my name is in a tiny little credit <laughs> that no yeah. one ever reads. Yeah. Um. And they have no idea how they have no idea what I did on that record and right. or or on on any given record um and that suits me I don't have a you know I'm tall and i've always it's always been i've always been the tall kid at the party that you know like tall kids tend to people tend to to gravitate to you yeah. um there's a kind of intrinsic charisma i think to tallness or whatever. Um, uh, so I, I don't know. It's just the way the world shaped me. I I don't have a strong desire for attention. So making music is largely internal for me. Like I Mm -hmm. was very happy working on music just for myself for all those years. Yeah. It didn't frustrate me that people weren't hearing it. It didn't even occur to me that people weren't hearing it. And that's have to say to give my band credit that can be very frustrating it can be very frustrating to collaborate with someone like yeah that. yeah because you know? they might and they might oh be. yeah they're like we, like my bandmate Boschler was like i want to play shows let's play shows right For right sake, right let's play shows and you know like i want to like i want people to hear this music and and that's not again natural artistic instincts mm-hmm. um and for whatever reason i don't have that drive as strongly as as some people who well, are, you know, it serves you on this do. record actually. I think um, the we were talking about and the word, but also uh, the song "Dog with Rabbit in Mouth on Harm." That's about uh, your dog dying. Yes, and it's curious that like both the of them you had the somebody song. somebody else sing it, right? Which is speaks to uh, any vulnerability you might have, but also I think being a good producer and understanding that like. You let your ego out of the way, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I my initial des- my original design of Beauty Pill, I had uh, my expectation was that I would stop singing altogether. Really? I had, my my original idea was like I'll sing for the first record, I'll sing a couple songs, and then I'll slowly fade out of the picture, and then another person will become the front person, right? Um, and that's not how it worked out. 
Yeah, and please um, don't do that. I mean, honestly, this is a lot of this sounds like a Peter Gabriel record, and that's that's your voice. Thank you. And that is is. Uh, I, I I have to say I'm very um, amused and encouraged by the comparisons people have been making. Yeah, like Peter Gabriel and D'Angelo and Kendrick Lamar. Well, and, not I mean, and Bjork and all this stuff. Like I'm like wow. I, I well, I you're no, you're a music fan, right? So all totally. these yeah, so all these things are like you're not operating in a bubble you you pull from that and the best artists i think are able to do that and then put that through their lens yeah I, I just you know like i'm a, like my background i have a weird my journey is a weird journey like yeah. i you have to remember i'm been on discord records my entire artistic right. life um and so my self-concept is largely shaped um and formed by DC punk and the ideals and ideas yeah. of DC punk. Um, most of which I am keeping. Yeah. Um, some of which I'm discarding. Um, uh, but yeah, I have no, like the idea of like being compared to Peter Gabriel mm -hmm. is totally like exciting to me, but also yeah totally alien and unexpected i've had people have said that to me recently have you I'm heard like, the album up? peter gabriel peter gabriel sells like eight million records right right dude. have you, have you, you know? heard the album up it was uh it was his last like i think official album that came out and the comparison like when i when i was listening to uh your new record it's it's very uh angular it's very very personal i mean us was about like his divorce i don't even it's so it's dark and it's meant to like jar you out of that but then you have peter's like beautiful voice and you achieve that whether or not like if if you told me like that you had been listening to up the whole time through this i would have been like yeah that makes per perfect sense wow that's cool i have to check that out yeah 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 it's it's a fantastic record um yeah, I mean, I, 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 that guy is obviously a genius mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't feel worthy of being compared, but I, but I, but I've very much like I'm learning to just accept that people are making, um, you know, very grand comparisons with this record yeah. and it's like, it's just new to me that basically, yeah. um, but thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, well, I, I would say you should start getting used to it because I think uh, a lot of people are going to find this and a lot of people are going to. I certainly hope so. I would like, I mean, I want to be very clear. I want to sell records. Right. I definitely want like, I don't but like you're saying you want people to hear this. I want people to hear it. Yeah, I really want people to hear it. And um, and I would like to make a living. And so I want all the things that a, that a musician, I think I a normal musician would want. Um, I'm a little bit different somewhat from other musicians in how I'm sort of psychologically put together, um, for better and for worse. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I'm really happy. I want people, I want a lot of people to hear. I made a record with my old band, which was called, my old band was called Smart Went Crazy. Mm -hmm. And we made a record called Con Art, which was our second and final record. And... At the time, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a good record. Yeah. Um, excuse me. My friends started to um, say, oh, this is a masterpiece and it's going to change your life. And people are going to freak. And um, 
And so I have a memory of being in this place before where people are telling me, oh, this record's really going to blow up. And, you know, so I'm a little bit like uh, a little take it with a grain of salt because that did not actually happen. Um, And and said my band broke up. Um, (laughs) uh, But I'm no, I'm I mean, I don't I don't mean to be a bummer. No, no, Um, no, no. I really like music lovers being so excited. Someone, um, someone on Twitter just said the most amazing thing. The new beauty pill record is amazing in the way that feathers and nerves are amazing. Yeah, I can hear that. And that's like so poetic. Yeah. And so I can't, I mean, that's, that's blew my mind. It's how it's how it's touching people. I mean, that, you know, like like I was saying, it felt alive to me. That, that's my interpretation. All music is subjective to the listener. Um, but and and I've been monitoring your feed all day, see people and yeah, and and people. This is how people are reacting to people. I mean, there's you definitely have you can have the hype machine and be like, this is the best new album from this and blah blah blah, or you can have genuine reactions, uh, which seem to be across the board. What's happening? It's really, really encouraging, and I don't take it for granted. And it feels incredible to me that I'm even alive, and um, it's humbling. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. Well, we're at about fifty minutes, so if there's anything uh, else you want to tell people about Beauty Pill, um, you should come see us play. I think we're. I think we are uh, uh, going to be an interesting and worthwhile live band. Yeah. Is what I'm going to say. Um, we're going to. It's going to taking us a while to figure out some of the new things we're trying with uh, technology and the textures that we're working with, and how to bring that onto mm-hmm. the stage. Um, but I think uh, I don't. I don't think every night will be perfect, but I think it will be a rewarding experience coming to see the band. So that's my like pitch. To people, I, like, I, I can, you know. uh, yeah, I can vouch for that. Uh, uh, we're going to tape a podcast the weekend after I see it, so I can report on that. In, yeah, well, in, cool. In, in about a week and a half, it's, it's, it's. I mean, there's, it's, there's like we approach everything kind of with a punk mindset, you know. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not what most people regard as. The music is not what most people regard as punk, but. Uh, no, no, this is punk as fuck, man. This is punk as fuck. I think it is, but thank you for saying that. But I, I, um, I mean, I, you know, that's the way I, I, that's the where mindset I'm coming from. So I guess what I'm trying to say is contrary to what people think of me, I'm not a perfectionist, you know, like we are probably going to screw up. We're we're experimenting. We're trying new things. I don't know how it's, you know, not everything is going to go off without a hitch, but I think that the music will be alive and I think it'll be worth your night basically awesome well thank you for coming down thank you uh i do want to point out you're putting a dog bowl core like yeah, pushing yeah, that yeah. notice that you're in cat central so cat core might be a competing uh, right so, uh, right well i love cats uh yeah. very much so i'm i'm in no way anti-cat all right good good uh thanks for coming down congratulations on the album and, thank you uh, so much looking forward to seeing you next week thank you so much all right man
uh, there you go. That is, uh, that is our conversation with Chad uh, from Beauty Pill. Uh, like I said, it gets a little uh, get, got a little heavy there about the midway point. Uh, I think for both of us uh, talking about that stuff, uh, and and I and I thank Chad like deeply uh, for being open to uh, discussing some of that stuff because I, I feel like um, I, I I don't think you should have to necessarily face your own mortality or face something that heavy to uh to embrace um a lot of things that you can do in life the opportunities uh that life presents you with uh just by existing and maybe more often or not more often but maybe maybe too often uh people lose sight of that and uh and sometimes need a little reminder so hopefully that is a Maybe this will act as that. Maybe not. Uh, at the very least, uh, what you have is a phenomenal, and, and I do like this, this is hands down one of the best albums of the year, uh, best albums of several years probably. Uh, new album by a guy who's a remarkable artist. Uh, it, it was, uh, uh, yeah. This is one of the. This is why we get into. I, I got into. Uh, doing this so I, I could have uh, conversations like this with artists, uh, people I respect uh, about their music and then uh, share them with you so hopefully you can get uh, s- uh, even an inkling of, of why uh, music and art and, and all this is so important to, to us uh, as, as people, as human beings so uh, enough of the, uh, the deep stuff I guess uh, Thanks again to Chad for coming down on release day, no less. Uh, hopefully uh, he'll be back uh, when he has more to talk about, when he has more workout, which hopefully won't be too long. Um, if you uh, you heard us talking about the shows coming up at Artisphere, which will be uh, this weekend, they are now all sold out. Uh, thanks to all the attention that this album has been uh, getting online. You know, we're talking NPR, Pitchfork, and all that. Uh, so I hope you got a ticket. Uh, if you did for Friday night, uh, you'll see us there. Uh, you see myself, uh, my lady, uh, Paul from Hometown Sounds is going to be there, and uh, PJ Sykes, a friend of ours. Uh, so you know, come enjoy the band. Uh, if you feel like saying hi to us, uh, then do that. Uh, but uh, if you're going to be, you can go see them in Brooklyn. They're, they're going to be announcing more tour dates, and, and I would highly recommend uh, going to see them. So. Uh, yeah, that, that is about our, our podcast uh, for this week. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, as, as always, uh, thanks to Chad for, for taking the time to do this. Uh, so, uh, as always, uh, be good to your ears and be good to your people, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, in about a week. See you later, guys. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>